Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Salty Witches podcast. This is Mike, and I am here today with Vlad. Hello, everybody. Ariana. Hello. And Chris. Hello. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Good. Yeah, good week? Busy week. I mean, it's, it's Sunday, right? Like, it's the beginning <laughs> of the week, right? So, like, yeah, it's been good so far. Um, today, uh, we all kind of thought it would be fun to talk about sigils. Sigils are uh, something that seem to pop up again and again in a lot of the community speak. And um, people are very curious about these. And it's interesting because if you think about it, these are things that have really been around forever. Um, but they still continue to be something that's very trending in our, in our community. Um, and Vlad and Ariana are, are our uh, sigil smiths. They are the, the two people within our coven that really work with sigils, I think, the most. And uh, I would certainly consider them experts when it came to sigil crafting anyway, that word make uh, that word make me feel like a lord does it <laughs> yeah, yeah like, i'm a lord it's a vlad the sigil master there definitely are go-to people in our coven yeah that we would, go to to ask I for would, help with sigils yeah, i would say so well now you could learn but, like actual blacksmithing and turn it into that as well that would be kind to of be cool. a true sigil smith <laughs> that would be kind of cool yeah so we thought we'd uh, kind of handle this one today kind of like a like a question answer Kind of a kind of a situation, you know. And then, of course, obviously, just see where we go because we we tend to go off on tangents. Um, so, let's get started. Um, what is a sigil? Well, a sigil. A sigil is basically. I'm going to use the word symbol, but symbols uh, can be some so many things. But it's a energetic and magical symbol that has a specific meaning and intention behind it. That it is what a sigil is. Yeah. It's basically just, like Vlad said, basically a symbol with a, I would like to say, a magical intent. Or, simplicity, it's a magical doodle. A magical doodle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very simplified. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So you guys, so you guys can answer my next question. My next question was going to be, is like, um, you know, basically like, why, why use sigils? Like, what? Why not? To elaborate that. Well, exactly. Why, why not? Right? But why... Why, why would you two recommend including sigils more in your ritual and spell work? I'd like to say for me, it's like something like any level can do. And you can do it with anything. Candle magic, you can carve it on a candle. For those who are quote-unquote broom closet witches, it's something they can easily do without someone like getting in trouble for it. But it's still being like a powerful tool, tool to use. Yeah, without being exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it at work and it's like, some people are like, oh, that's a cool drawing. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, um, other thing, like just there, you can use it with everything. And that's, I think one of the reasons I love it. From my perspective, I was just going to add that it adds power to stuff that you're doing. Yeah. It's almost like a little battery. It's like, here you go. I want this to help with my stuff. A little zhuzh, if you will. Yeah. I, I would say that, uh, sigils are really practical. Right, uh, when we when we're talking about spells, right, and also different purposes, uh, but also it's something that will keep the the, the spell charge, mm. right? Because the way that when we create and charge a sigil, uh, we'll keep that energy flowing every time we look at that sigil. Every time we remind ourselves that, oh, that sigil is for this. So okay. it's really practical. All right, so that's why I love it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and, and we, I mean, we, we, we talk to people uh, who come into the shop, whether they're coming here for a class, whether they're coming here for mentoring or, or even a reading or people who are just coming just to shop, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about practicality, right? Uh, yeah, and, and to support what you guys are saying, like, I can't really think of much else that would really be, yeah, I mean, you can't really get more practical than something like mm -hmm. this, you know, and, and, and it, as you said, it kind of serves so many purposes and it's so easy to use, you know, why not? Like so. a perfect example, you're on a road trip, you're at the beach, you didn't bring any of your supplies with you, but you found a driftwood stick and you have sand and water. You draw that in the sand and you let the water charge it. It's very simple. As it's washed away, it's kind of like that's how it all works together. I like that. Hmm. Yep. All right. Simple enough. Okay. So I have a kind of a difficult question for both of you. I'd like you both to answer it. Because you guys are, like I said, our experts, and you do a lot of the sigil work for us as a coven. How do you get inspired, and what's the process you use to actually create, devise your sigils? Each one of you could answer that, please. 
So that would be good to share. Um, for me, there's different ways. Okay. Um, so if I'm having a harder time, because sometimes it comes to me intuitively, it'll just be there and I'll be like, cool, jot it down. Um, but other times where it's like, I'll kind of have someone give me like, if I'm doing it for someone else, for example, I'll have them give me their intent or kind of like along the line, some keywords that they're looking for. I'll jot those down. And there's a few ways I can do them. There's the sigil wheel. I personally don't use that too often. Um, well, explain but, your favorite one, the one that you use the uh, most. How's that? Since I kind of grew up like drawing and stuff, I'll kind of draw it with like the keywords. I'll take the keywords and create symbols for those. So say key was in there. I would use the symbol of a key. Okay. Um, and if it's like bring light to an open door situation, maybe I'll have like a sun symbol in there with a key kind of, you know. Oh, so you kind of put the words to yeah. together and build an image with the yeah, like so I'll take, like the, I'll take like the keywords, create a um, a little image icon for that, and then take all those icons and put it together to create an oh, even bigger awesome. image. That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Vlad? Well, it, it depends, right? Um, I also do it uh, intuitively, right? But I also have something that I call uh, the sigil alphabet. So for each letter, I design some sort of shape or drawing, hmm. right? And if it is a purpose or an intent that I can either a word or a phrase, I will combine those to create a sigil. I do use the 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 sigil wheel when I'm when I'm carving or doing some sigils, but I use that the most when I'm doing a sigil for someone that has a specific intention. Yeah, the longer the intention, it's kind of harder to use the sigil wheel, I feel. But so, I mean, sooner or later, you've just got lines running over lines, back across lines, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah but, but this is the thing. When I use the the, 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 the sigil wheel, uh, it's not that I'm going to use exactly that shape. But okay. it gives me, you know, like a base or an idea mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm doing it for someone else. Oops. If I'm doing it for me, I'll just doodle. Gotcha. So I'm going to ask one question. Can you kind of explain the sigil a little bit? Because I'm not sure everyone knows what that is. I, I, I don't know if you can explain it. Because for me, it's like okay. it's more of an image. Okay. <laughs> if you Google I, I, it, you I'm should be able to find it. <laughs> yeah, you can Google Google it and find it. But the best way to describe that is basically a circle, right, with the letters of the alphabet inside. And uh, like three rows. It's inwards. three rows. Yeah, three rows. But don't let that you know stop you. If you want to do it differently, you can. There's no rules behind it. Right? And obviously, depending on the letter that you're choosing or the number, you just uh, draw a line from point A to point D. And that's how you start getting a shape of it. But you can Google it. It will be more, more, more understandable that way. I think that's perfect. Thanks. So that, so that leads me to kind of a good question. And I'm glad you actually you just said this. So you use the, the, you know, the, the phrase, which is something that we, we say a lot, when it, particularly when it comes to witchcraft practices, that there are no rules. Um, and in working with both you and Ariana magically, I've noticed that uh, a lot of the sigils that you do, they do seem to be intuitively uh, created. It's like you guys, you're, you're pulling that from somewhere within yourselves. Yes. Um, so do you have, uh, I mean, would you recommend working with your sigils in, in more of an intuitive capacity? At least when you get to a point where you feel a bit more experienced, you know, I mean, we have things like, like we were just talking about, you know, like sigil circles, or I think some people, they call it like the, uh, like the witches, what do they call it? The witches circle or something like that. It's got different names. Yeah. The sigil so wheel, sigil, the witches wheel. wheel. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, there's like a numerology chart that some yeah, people Yeah. Like use. gematria and mm -hmm. things like that. Yes. Like the square. Um, but I mean, and now there are these new things online where we see where like, like sigil engines, which I think are really primarily just based off of like vector sigiling kinds, yes. of, kinds of programs. Right. Yes. Um, what would you What would you recommend? Yeah, you yeah. obviously have an opinion yeah. on yeah, that. Yeah, right. Ari's like, no, <laughs> vector sigiling bad. No, I don't mind vector sigiling, but it was more of the, the programs, which I think are really cool because I also have done like some developing before. And so seeing that from a developer standpoint, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And in the beginning, I would say that's nice to see the different ways you could go about it. But it's a lot better if you can construct it yourself 
I would say definitely if you could do it intuitively, yes. But if, you know, I know some people struggle with that. So it's like, if you can't always do it intuitively, if you can find your own way to do it, go for it. And if that's literally just doing like a bunch of circles and squiggles and you're like, this is my sigil, it doesn't have to be pretty. Every time I hear someone being like, I did a sigil, but it's not pretty. Because I'm like, well, you have to show me. And they're like, oh, but it's not pretty like yours. And I'm like, so what? Does it work? <laughs> like, <laughs> I <I'd... laughs> You know, yes, mine are pretty because I also come from an art artist standpoint and I'm very particular on that for myself. But for others, it's more, you know, that that's your creation. Like, it doesn't have to be pretty. It has, it just has to do what it needs to do. Exactly. I do agree with that. Mine, I, I do more intu intuitively. Uh, but on occasions, I will use this, the, the sigil wheel. But mine are more intuitively, right? And obviously, re regarding the sigil engine, this is my opinion. I'm not hating because I'm not. <laughs> but you got to realize. You can that... hate here. It's okay. No, I, I know. I <laughs> what know. about a little bit of hate? I know. But this is my point with this. Whenever you start crafting a sigil and you know what is the sigil intention, you are charging that sigil from the moment that you're making it. So why use a computer when you can do it on your own? I would even add this. If you're going to use a sigil engine, use that as a base yes. and then add to it. So then it still has your own, <clears throat> your own part to it. Cause yeah. I don't, I, I just, I don't, I'm not saying that you can't have easy buttons in witchcraft, but the moment you start looking for that easy answer, you're not going to be doing yeah. witchcraft. Yeah. My point is what's going to be next. You're going to light a candle virtually. I have to bring up the easy button at least there every Yeah, you know, that, that's, <laughs> that that's the, easy. Yeah, that's the way I see it. We need to have t-shirts made that say there is no, no easy, easy button, button in witchcraft. witchcraft. Yes, I love yeah, it. and <laughs> the other one, there is no spiritual bypass. There you go. I, I'm sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> no, no, that's good. You have to do the work. Yes, you have to do the work. Yeah, no, I'm serious. We're I'm going to look into having some t-shirts made. Good. You talked about pretty, and that brings another question that I've always had. It's like, I'm not completely a novice with sigils. I've made sigils, but for me, I have an image in my head of what it's supposed to look like. And when I go to try to put it down on paper or on whatever medium I'm using, it doesn't completely match and I get frustrated and I kind of want to give up on it. Can you guys give me advice on people that do work with sigils, but they don't find that it looks the way they want it to do, or it doesn't look as pretty as they want it to look. I can, can understand that just because there was one, um, um, Austin, who's not here today, he was doing um, a pathworking of some sorts, and he was like, pay attention to symbols you get in there. So, of course, the sigil they give to me in this pathworking was moving around kind of almost like a 3D image, and so then I had to take that and try and draw that on a 2D image, but because it was like... So every time I would draw it, they'd be like, DNA? And I'm like, no. It, it's, it's like, true. <laughs> I'm like, I guess kind of like that. So it was just like a lot of this like swirling. So I can understand that where it's like, you get this image, but unless I knew how to do like 3D animation, it's not going to look like how I received it. Gotcha. So you just kind of have to do, I guess, the best you can to come close to what they got you. Or Are there once tricks again, that can help you like get past that? Because for me, that's a block. I think that would be something, um, because it's for me as well, patience. So it's like, if I'm trying to go at it, just do it to the best of my ability. And if I'm just getting too frustrated, I'll be like, I'll come back to this. But at least I have a baseline of what, okay. what it's supposed to look like. Well, to me, I, I really don't care much about that. Wow. You know, like, not you. Not you having you. No, no, no. You, I, I understand right? what you're saying. You're saying you don't care if it looks pretty. No, because... <laughs> This is how I see it. When I'm doing a sigil and I'm drawing it, right? And I do a lot of sigils out of nowhere, uh, uh, wood burning. While I'm, while I'm burning in wood. And it's not going to be perfect. But I do, I have this idea on my head and this uh, kind of thinking that however it's coming out is how spirit wants me to do it. Cool. Instead of like, oh, I didn't do it what I wanted. Because probably you want a little bit heart here, but probably spirit is telling you no. You don't. You don't need a heart. You you. You, <laughs> you need lightning bolts. You need a lightning bolt, <laughs> and that's how it goes, right? Oh, no. So you you got when when we are working with sigils, you got to realize that it's not only you, but also your your intuition, and 
it will flow as it needs no, to that flow. really touched when you were saying that i felt that it i could hit it connected something for me where it's like it doesn't have to be perfect like however it turns out is how it's supposed to be yeah that'll help me that's good i like that <laughs> i guess i was the wrong person to answer no 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 i'm also the because patience is important okay, I, I patience is important i think in anything to do with witchcraft because you know we i think that goes hand in hand with the whole idea that there's no easy button mm -hmm. right but but i i also know that it it would be it would make sense to me at least and i do work i do some sigil work but i'm, well, I'm yeah, nowhere so can't mm -hmm. doing sigils on candles. I know you've done this as well. Yeah, you do it, that. and then it's just all of a sudden it moves. Yes, your hand just <laughs> and your yeah. So you've got this you're line like, where you didn't want one. No, you're like, <laughs> yes, you're like ah, like I either yeah. have to throw this candle away or I have to figure out how to fit this extra line into my sigil. Now. <laughs> or you, and, you take a match and you're trying to. Yes, exactly. You're trying to fix that's, that, 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 that's a way. I've yeah. done that before. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, done yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah, I get a lighter. Yeah. And I just, you know, so kind of like erase right? it. Yeah. So, so your match so. is an undo button, right? <laughs> but it would, but it would, it would make sense. So, like, you can't measure something like power in uh, the power of that sigil is not going to be measured by the fact that it's perfect, right? Like yeah. that's not, it's not perfect. And power are different things. Yeah, for me, per um, perfection also yeah. has to have a little bit of imperfection, okay. yeah. right? Because it needs to flow. Yeah. It needs to flow. So speaking of power, because we're witches and we work with power, right? Yes. We, we, we seek and we work with power and we're you not ashamed of that. That's what makes us witches. Um, what would you two recommend? What to, how do you put power into a sigil? Well, well, you have so many different ways and, you know, you got the elements. You, you, you can power the, uh, uh, or the sigil with elements. Uh, you can power with crystals that, that is also constitute elements. You know, you can even use a sigil and 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 uh, power it up and charge it with uh, uh with with even a spirit for the energy of a spirit. So there is no like wrong way to do it. Yeah, I've legit <laughs> used it as I'm charging my phone. I'll set it on top. Okay, that's yeah, what if, yeah. I love that. I <laughs> really like yeah, that's really yeah. practical. Oh, and I'm gonna, boom. I will throw in one thing because I'm a Reiki practitioner. You can. You can power a charger, charge a sigil with Reiki. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. And then, <sighs> you know... Say, you and the Reiki. God. I know go. you're not a fan, Vlad, but technically, I guess, like, a lot of chaos magicians will use mm. bodily fluids. Well, it's not Whoa. that... Wait. It's not that I'm not a fan. <laughs> wait, wait. It's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that, you know, uh, a lot of people have this idea that chaos magician they own sigil working. Nope. And sigil working is much older than mm -hmm. chaos magic, right? But okay. yeah, you can use your bodily fluids no matter what it is. I'm just gonna say that sounds messy. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it can be fun. Yeah, yeah, but messy. When bodily, bodily fluids, are, you know, can my be like OCD. things. That, I mean, there's there's power in that. I mean, you can incorporate bodily, body fluid into bodily fluids into lots of different types of workings you know but, but that does that does seem to be very common in, in chaos practice you know where, yes. where they, they they use those particular components you can even charge. yeah you can even use to charge a sigil you can even use your voice you know if, if you are if you are an artist and you like to sing you can sing to the sigil you know there's like so many different ways that you can actually charge that sigil you can dance over it you can dance over it or you can put it on 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 uh for ex to give you an example, if you burn it in the wood, that action alone mm -hmm. is charging the sigil. This is why it's so important, and this was what I said, not hating on sigil engine, but when you are crafting or drawing a sigil or painting a sigil, it's great. It's a great opportunity for you to charge it at the same time. Yeah. Because he so mentioned so elements, but also, sorry, but oh, also good. weather and like even the S. Yeah, lightning. Ass. I love to charge it with lightning. Astrological. Wow. Astrological. Okay. Yeah, a big yeah, word. Yeah, we, we, we rely a lot on, on weather and, and celestial alignments and things like that, right? And witchcraft. And so, yeah, like, so something like lightning or even putting something out, like maybe in a rainstorm or on. Uh, I mean, I know, I'm sure everybody listening has probably thrown something out under the light of the full moon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, or dark so, moon. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, or the dark moon. And you know, remember, sunlight, yeah, we, a we lot of people don't do the sun. sun too much. I, I witchcraft, but I the sun this. is a powerful magical yes. influence. You know, and we don't, we don't really, I think, give the sun as much credit maybe as we, we do the moon. But, um, you know, and there are reasons, right? We but, are creatures um, of the night. Yes, we are. We so are I talked definitely. about singing 
I like to use bells, and that's also just a different kind yeah, of vibration. Sound. So you could use bells, right? Yeah, because there's vibration and energy and sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sound. You can so. drum on it. You go. Oh, it's it's. There's no wrong way to go. No way to go. So all right. So you guys. So I think that's enough. At least I don't have any more questions anyway. What what the, the two of you? Okay, I have one more. Question. What would? Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> what do you do with sigils? Are, is it okay to destroy them? Like, what, what, how do you know when you're done uh, with a sigil? And then what what do you do with the sigil when you're done with it? So it's like a two-part question. Sorry. I think it differs depending on the intent. Because sometimes I've created some where it's like I've put it on a candle, burnt that candle, and it was only for that purpose. Like okay. I have a candle over here that's almost gone. I can't even remember what I put on it. Okay. Um, and then there's some where I do have kind of recorded around and it's like, nope, this is one that can be used over and over and over again. Mm. Um I think I even gave you one, Vlad. Yep, it was you did. kind of like a um, um, a booster for like helping energy flow or something. Yep. See, I can't even remember. I made so many. <laughs> All right, so if if it does need to be destroyed, what is your favorite way of destroying a sigil when it, you don't want to keep it around anymore? Like Fire. I'm done with this. Fire. We all tend to be pyros in our little clique. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, to me, uh, I actually, if I've destroyed one or two sigils. I, I think that that's a lot because every sigil that I make so you're basically saying you don't destroy them it's not that I don't destroy them is for example uh, if I did if I do a sigil for money and prosperity I will keep that sigil yeah we always want that. right <laughs> we are going I am going to keep that sigil I'm not gonna destroy it now if I did a sigil for a specific spell right like Ari was right. saying yeah. so the sigil will do the work and I'm, I'm not going to use the word self-destruct, but it will do the purpose during the spell. I don't need to destroy it. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So afterwards, it's just like a, an empty husk or it's just garbage. It, it's, it's, it, I would not call it garbage. I would, I would call it that, you know, it's just service purpose and it was the energy put yeah. into that sigil <coughs> was consumed. Right. Okay. Um, now I do have sigils, for example, sigils of power, right? that I, I brought to uh, spells here and, and, and mm -hmm. things here that yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I've seen them. Right, so I have that sigil and what I do is I recharge it. I recharge it all the time. Oh, so you recycle, reuse it. Yeah, I reuse it because it's a really general sigil so I can use it for whatever spell I want. It's not a specific spell. Oh, no. But if it is something like you were saying, I will just, you know, a spell, done, consumed, so there's not like a set preferred, okay, I'm done with this. This is how you get rid of it or destroy it. Yeah, and if I wanted to give, for example, if it is a curse, <laughs> and I believe so the curse... you can use sigils for curses? Of course I can. Oh, yeah. Well, I can do it for whatever I, I, never whatever I want. That. Yeah. yeah. I have a very nasty one that's yeah. saved. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> I had no I, idea. I do too. And the great thing uh, uh, about having sigils for, for curses is like, all you have to do is spit in your finger and draw it on somebody's car, a wall. Doesn't matter. You, you just draw it and you just keep walking. That's it. For but... ladies, you have a special item that you can use once a month. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Menstrual blood is such a powerful spell component. I, I sometimes... I didn't and say it was. I sometimes don't yeah, think it's lovely fair. and nice. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I want all of the 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 discomfort and the the challenge that comes with having a menstrual cycle, but it would be really nice to have access to that. I think you know my own at least, and yeah, it gets a little like like wow, okay. It's like, and it's a little odd asking female members in the covenant. Yeah, can I borrow? Can I borrow some, <laughs> can I borrow some menstrual? Yeah. Um, no. Like, I have a favor. Yeah, right, I just like, need yeah. a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. So okay. All right. So if there were anything that, that the two of you wanted anybody who's listening to this podcast to know about sigils that we haven't maybe already looked at or talked about, what would that be? Any suggestions? Well, I know one thing we didn't really talk about was um, sources. So, um, hmm. a couple things like I've looked into, I actually found this person who technically she's not a witch. Uh, so the first time I learned about sigils was from Tumblr. Um, and this person like straight up said, she was like, I'm not a witch, but I learned about sigils from this other person who is a witch and does sigils. And so like, I just kind of saw her style and I was like, this is interesting. Magical doodles. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, and I just kind of practiced from there. 
And then um, Michael, Chris, and Austin got me a book, I believe, a year or two ago for my birthday. And it's called Sigil Witchery by Laura Tem Tempest Sakroff. And she's amazing at sigils. And that one kind of goes into full depth of, like, the history to basically kind of like what we've all talked about here. Crafting it, charging it, A to Z, how to do sigils. And I believe you have another book, too. Yeah, uh, I, I always uh, recommend for you to look at uh, Lesser Solomon book. It's a, a really good book, not only for sigils, but it has other information regarding... Because you can use a sigil to summon someone, something, what kind of a, an entity, a deity. You, you, you can use a sigil for that, right? So... Following your question, yeah, I would I would say that summoning is one of the things that we don't kind of connect with sigils, mm -hmm. but we use sigils for summoning, right? Yeah. And not only deities that. or entities, but you also use sigils for trapping. Yeah, that's yes, true. That's true. Well, yeah, if you for look at you look at Enochi and our Goetic or, or Solomonic, you know, based. And true, uh, you know, uh, traditions and, and practices. I mean, yeah, that, that's what those seals for all of those different spirits. That's what those were. Those are really, those are just sigils. Yes. Yeah. Well, based on that, though, I have another question now because it's like, can you do that as an offering to either an entity or a deity saying, here's a sigil as an offering? Would you ever do that? Or is that something that you could do? In a way, I guess, because I kind of created one for the deity I work with. And I did it in her name and kind of was like, here you go. And oh. it's now on her altar, so I don't see why not. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I don't see him so much as an offering. I see in a way for you to connect to that deity in yeah. a deeper level, more personal level. Okay. But I right? wouldn't say like, a, here's my monthly sigil offering. That I don't know, that one seems weird to me. I guess not that you couldn't, but like... I'm just asking if I could <laughs> yeah. give other things to our deities or, or entities. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering. Well, and, well, and, and a sigil is I'm gonna tell, ours, so why not? I'm going to tell, tell you this. Another thing that we, did, we didn't kind of like uh, talk a little bit about is having your own personal sigil, right? Okay. A sigil that represents you. Yeah, we have to right, so that. every every time you're gonna do some sort of working, like for example, you need some some healing, and it, it works almost like a puppet, right? That you use whatever healing techniques you're using towards that sigil because that sigil represents you, I right? Wouldn't have thought of that. That's awesome. Right, so and for example, like a sigil signature. Yeah, mm. for okay. I'm gonna give you another example. Let's just say that if any of you you're not feeling well, I can draw a sigil for either of you or, or any of you here. I will charge it with healing or whatever it is that you need, and I will say, here, use it, oh, and just cool. give it to you, okay. you know, and that will give you what whatever it is that you need. Yeah, that's totally unique. I would not have thought of that. That's yeah, really sigils cool. are really practical and yeah. really useful for everything. Yeah, yeah, they, they do seem like their uses would be, like, like limitless. It, it just yeah. really just kind of yeah. depends on your imagination at the time. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I loved it so much, because, one, it is something that is very, both simplistic but can also be complex. Yeah. But because it's so uh, simple, it's like you can use it in a plethora of ways. Yeah, there's no that. limits. Plethora. There is one of my favorite words, <laughs> plethora. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Anything else on sigils? Well, uh, I mean, there's a lot. The, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, like, you're like, we've only got an hour, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, uh, <laughs> just remember, um, you can use sigils to connect to uh, uh, astrological signs, planetary alignments, and it doesn't have to be created. Oh, something that you yeah, really want to mention. Please do not look on Google for sigils. And, oh, and, and it says, this sigil is for power, for fire, for healing. You don't know that. Mm -hmm. You don't know that. Create your own. Yeah. Unless you, you have someone that you actually trust that is giving you that sigil. But don't 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 copy it from from Google or not even no or social media. Just just be careful because, like I said, I started with someone from Tumblr, so I knew this person was creating them, and she freely was like, "I I want." She was to upfront use about that. Yes. Yeah. Um. But other than that, I I kind of agree with Vlad. It's like Pinterest, for example. Yeah. Um. Because oh. a lot of people will take away who the owner of that is, so they're like, "Oh, this is." For mother-daughter love. And I'm like, okay. So I click on it and it's like, link is broken. I'm like, well, where is this? 
Where does this from? Yeah, okay. How can I confirm that this yeah, is that truly mother daughter love? Source, right? When it's okay. this is so yeah. you will never love again. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. basically, <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, know your, know your source. Yeah, like, and I'm, I think that's smart. Yeah, and I'm going to add to that. Uh, I've seen a few videos on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. um, that they are like, uh, oh, you know, this sigil is for this, and you see them making the sigil. Mm -hmm. He's harshing on my TikTok. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not because I know you and I trust you. But my point is, if you're not sure who this person is, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to to put anybody down that is doing this on TikTok. But personally, if I don't know you, I will not use your sigil. I'm not going to touch your sigil. Yeah. Right. Sense. Because I. Yeah. I'm, I'm, because I care for myself. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. whoever is around me. So learn how to you know craft your sigils and 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 believe me. You will find it fun, and and it's definitely something that you can add to whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be even witchcraft. I use it in yeah. painting and crafts and stuff, so. Okay. That's cool. All right. One last thing I want to make sure we talk about with sigils, and I, and I of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up, and then I'm going to turn this over to you guys, because, again, you guys are kind of our, our sigil experts here. Um, what do you guys feel about concepts like... Um, so things things within the realm of like what what we could call like a personal intuitive library of symbols. What do you feel about? Did you about phrase it that like way because you know like the words I'm gonna choose? Kind of yeah, actually yeah, because <laughs> because we've talked before, and I, I wanted to when I when I put that out there, I wanted to basically say it in a way so that you would know what I was talking about yeah. for one thing, but also, but but again, you know, like what what are, what are your opinions on that? You know, as far as um you know established symbols representations you know we look at things like 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 the symbol of an eye or the symbol of a heart or even something like like the dollar sign on our yep. currency you know and we of course have these associations right these universally understood like this is what this means kinds of things but what do you feel about more personalized associations for some so, of these things the reason i said that earlier is because michael knows what i call it i call it my own metaphysical dictionary mm. um and i'm actually going to ask you all right now what does owl mean to you? Owl? Each the person. animal owl. Yes. Right. Go ahead, Mike. You go if first. If you were we'll to see an owl or use an owl in your working, what is that? Well, it, it's so funny. I'm thinking back to the, uh, was it an Ask a Witch or the gallery reading we did like a few months back and somebody came through and asked us what owl meant as a totemic spirit. Yes. And we all had very different answers because we all come from different cultures. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, when I see an owl, I, of course, always have that common association that we have with wisdom and knowledge. But based on my culture and my experience, owl is going to have a bit more to do with, uh, like the shadow, like the shadowier mm. aspect or the unseen, the unknown thing, secrets, the secret wisdom, the mystery, yeah. um, you know, and, and we would see that even in more totemic associations with that animal because it has, you know, it's nocturnal, right? It sees in the dark when not many other things can, right? It's silent when it flies so it has these kinds of associations so that would be what i would associate with that those qualities so i agree like i go with the standard oh it's wisdom it's mm -hmm. insight but i also agree with them it's like i also have a little darker side it's like that mysterious magical knowledge that you, not everyone has it's like here's like a little glimpse of something that you don't normally know and i'm going to give this to you because you need it right now it's like it's almost like a hey wake up here's something new that you could use if you're if you're willing to like pay attention well to me i will agree that, that you know and and this is a really generic and in, in, uh, in my opinion right uh, about the wisdom and all that right because in, in different cultures you get like the same meaning right but up to me uh it's 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 lurky hmm. you know it, it's a, a symbolism of lurky of being being a, a lurky spirit right okay. not 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 evil they but, are silent hunters if you think but about it. yeah but it's you know like so like stealth stealth opportunist uh um like you know knowledge and wisdom but more uh as a predator than anything okay. oh i like that yeah. <clears throat> they do come from the raptor family yes, yes they do they are. so right hunters. there is like a perfect example of you each have your own definition of that mm -hmm. And so that's why it's like, I always tell people, like, what does that mean to you? Okay, that's like, fun. Let's do one more. <laughs> <laughs> so another one I like to use is, uh, I think Michael brought it up, was the eye. Um, and another thing is, if it's open, 
closed, if the pupil's looking somewhere else, like, how does all that different symbolism change? But I think you asked for something else. I, I just want to do. More, I just want to do another example, yeah, because this was actually kind of fun. Chris is to, having fun. To hear, <laughs> making, he's to, made this a game. Well, to hear each game. person, to hear each person's version. Okay, of I'm going to give you. I'm so going to give you. One. I'm going to give you one okay. that is kind of controversial in different cultures. Okay. The snake. Okay. What is the meaning of the snake? Oh, my, oh, my starting. Same order. Yep. Um, primal power. I, again, I associate the snake, uh, snake with uh, mystery and spiritual knowledge. Um. Depending on, like, if you were looking at it from a divinatory perspective, the snake could also be associated with uh, that dynamic we see between, like, uh, hex and heal, right? Because the serpent mm -hmm. is poisonous, but we also understand that sometimes the poisons can heal us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, snakes always represent fertility. Um, I don't know why. I guess it just has to do with the fact that when they reproduce, they usually make a lot of young. And, yeah, well, and the phallic symbol of the snake itself, yeah, probably. Also, there's the whole end danger. I get a danger aspect because they they can bite, they can hurt you, they can poison you, and also maybe like deception. And part of this is probably from the I hate to even say it, but like the biblical essence of oh, it portrayed um, Eve and told her to eat the apple. So like I still have that little bit of a Eve was framed. Yes, betray, Eve was framed exactly like a little bit of betrayal or danger. Like be careful or be cautious for me. I like that. What about you, Ari? Um, mine is very similar to the hex and heal, um, just because, yes, they can bite, and especially if they're uh, venomous, um, there's that, you know, the danger noodle aspect there. <laughs> um, but we also use that venom to cure that poison. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, my brain was like, what's the word? <laughs> um <laughs> And then the whole like shedding aspect as well. I'm sure that's painful Ooh, for them, yeah. but it still that. needs to happen. So it's kind of like this renewing of yourself. Okay. Oh. Um, and I, I kind of always use like that, uh, cause they, that slither S I yep. always see I've that as like it. a path yeah. kind of a thing, a path oh, to your power. A winding path. Yeah. Like yeah. Which, awesome. You see, it's very interesting in my tradition. Snake means wisdom. Is wisdom and it has a little bit of everything it's because it can save and it can kill it's also a, a symbol of, of of like Michael said primal energy you know it's also you know the creative of paths yeah. so it has a little bit of everything and it, it, in, in, in my tradition the Arawak is basically wisdom yeah, that's cool nice those are good associations I like those kinds of associations because I know a lot of people who are like really afraid of snakes. Like people who come in who are like, well, I don't like spiders. It's like, you have no idea what a powerful totemic spirit that is. Rayari? <laughs> I don't mind spiders. I just don't want them touching my stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Plus, I, I also told you, my cats torture them. So yes. yeah. do not enter my home. It is... It's a torture chamber in here. Do not. <laughs> yeah, but I think snakes are kind of similar, though, right? There are a lot of people out there who are like, well, I don't, you know, I don't like snakes. I'm afraid of snakes, you know, and, and, and sometimes I've had opportunities where I've met with, with someone for a reading and, you know, particularly if we're doing something that would be kind of more within the realm of like, like, you know, journey work or a path working and, and snake will come through or serpent will come through as a, as a totemic energy or a spirit energy. And, um, you know, and they'll come out of that, that journey and I'll be like, well, you know, yeah, and they'll know because they, you know, it was their journey, right? They're like, "Well, I saw a snake, and I don't like snakes." And I'm like, "Well, this tells me, <laughs> no, no, like no. some of you, exactly, <laughs> no, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not going to do that." But then this kind of tells me that in that, in that moment that these people, like, they're they're turning away from some part of themselves by doing this. Like, serpent is showing up. Like, you're afraid of me because maybe I have something really powerful for you. And I'm going to add something to that. Mm -hmm. For example, in different traditions, like uh, let's just say uh, the Orishas. Sometimes the snake is the creator of the sigil oh. when it's placed oh. on the ground. Oh. Whatever Ooh. shape they do is the sigil or signature. It's called not, it's not called sigil. Okay. It's called signature, la firma, okay. of whatever spirit you're working with. Oh, all right. That's I really like cool. That. that is cool. These are the things that the, the white people don't get to know normally. Yeah, so we're getting a Thank you for sharing this. Secret glimpse. I shouldn't say white people because I'm, I'm sure there are white people in those traditions. But uh, yeah, very cool.
So, a wealth of knowledge, this group. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's segue. Let's 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 move into something a little bit different. What What are we loving about witchcraft right now? Like in sigils. our in our in our own practice. All right, sigils. Right. We haven't talked about sigils. My God. Yeah. Let's up. Uh, okay. So yeah, what are we loving like in our own personal practices right now? Anybody have anything you want to go first? share? I just whoever wants to talk. Actually, I will say something. I just created my own um, conjure oil for the first time recently, oh. and okay. that was actually really fun to do. I would say I did it by myself, but technically Austin helped me. Yeah, Austin but... has to be in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was still nice, because he technically had me do it all myself. He just kind of was there to, like, guide me in case I was like, how do this next part? Um, but it was, you know, something I had never done before. I mean, I'm sure you will talk about how much you love spell jars in a minute. But, you know, it's like back in my, my newbie days when I was doing witch jars. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, we're, we're not anti-witch jars. But, no, 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 we're not. Yeah, witch jars have their purpose. You just have concerns. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do have concerns. Yeah, concerns aren't specific types of witch yes. jars. Yeah, but... Yeah. To be fair. So so you're This so is you're... like completely different. So it was yeah. nice like doing something that actually works. <laughs> it actually works. And, and, and you not felt, that the other ones felt, didn't, yeah. but it was yeah. I don't know. Well you, I'm, you felt I'm gonna good suggest doing it, right? one that's gonna make oh. me kinda sound like a light worker. Ew. <laughs> oh no! No, we have a strict anti-crystal grids. I have one on my altar, and oh, I'm, I like re I, I'm I mean... really liking it <laughs> well, for healing. Good. And and I I've been focusing a lot on healing and, and healing of others as well as myself. I'm really enjoying that right now. It's been something good. I see results, and it feels good to help other people. But That's crystal grids, it's like, I know it's like. But it, it works, and I, I you can feel the power, and I, I don't like think it. That's a light worker. I mean, okay, if you look at the concept of something like a crystal grid, what the hell is Stonehenge? It's a crystal. Grid. That wasn't yeah. built yeah. by light workers. Yeah, and, and I want to <laughs> add to this. I want to add. I want to add to what your comment. You know, okay. grids um, are, are 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 not a light worker thing. Okay. Are not. We we we've been doing grids for. There you go. So yes. I, don't feel, yeah. I don't have to feel bad. And I'm feeling it bad. I'm still I'm taking back. And just so everybody there knows, <laughs> if you're making a grid, it doesn't have to be all crystals. Mm. You can add to the grid whatever you want. Well, yeah, because yeah, tarot cards, Stonehenge, feathers, <laughs> dirt, salt, whatever you want. Well, good. Yeah. That means I'm doing it right because yeah. I don't have just crystals. I, like I have all kinds plant, of stuff in there. Plants in my I even have yeah, bones. Yeah. incorporate house plants. In I even have I like to put bones. bones. Yeah, I have bones. Yeah, but yeah, bones are, yeah, bones are always yeah. good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm loving about uh, right now, uh, um, in my my personal practice, uh, I've been uh, doing candles, um, um, but that is like really general. Uh, I love everything about witchcraft. You know, I, I I love healing. I love cursing too. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. deny it, <laughs> right? Um, it's like having like the right path and the and the left path. So, what's your right? favorite right now? Your favorite thing right now? Your top? My favorite. My top yes. favorite thing. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's it it, it 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 has to do with witchcraft, but it's, it goes more into the spiritual thing. It's uh, shadow work. You know, I'm 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 loving it right now that people Blood are painting shadow work. I don't know. I don't. I know, right? <laughs> I, I would never associate never shadow work with you, Vlad. Yeah, I know. But you know, I, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, you know, like at the shop. You know, yeah. they're 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 looking for more knowledge. My the the class that I gave it, it was almost like twenty people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people are are, are wanting that 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 knowledge, that information, how to do it, and and. And they are looking to heal themselves, right? And that is something that is good. You see, not only cursing, but also uh, a more a little bit more darker healing. <laughs> yes, we don't just do curse work here. We do. We're witches. We do it every. We do it all, right? We do it all. Okay. All right. I just realized we we kind of moved on from sigils and before we we completely, you know, switch gears. I needed to say that. Um, Vlad and Ariana are going to be presenting a class on sigils uh, later this week. It looks like this is happening on, oh, I'm sorry, no, beginning of next week, Sunday, March 14th at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, there will be a, a class presented by Vlad and Ariana on sigils. Um, do you guys want to talk about that class just a little bit? 
Yeah, that's really quick. Really quick. I guess maybe not. Oh no, really so quick. I, I know. I, I moved us away from this, and then I brought us back. So um, yeah. So, so you understand? In this class, we're gonna be talking about, you know, like things that are not commonly uh, talked about. That I, 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 at least we don't see talked about. Like yeah. the difference between a seal, uh, a symbol, a sigil, uh, the origins, the first origins, uh, the as far as we can track sigils, uh, the different cultures behind it, and obviously, like you know base uh yeah. uh drawings that we, we so can this use. one will be the like kind of base crafting part of it so the history the what the how um and so it's that so i will say it's going to be a three series yes class? yes uh, the witch's wheel mm -hmm. yes. or said wheel we'll be talking about the different ways you can do it um so i will say that this is a i'm gonna say what three-part series so yeah, this is the think, first one yeah the first one of three so first one will kind of be crafting second one charging and then the third one uh spell casting yep um so this one will definitely be the what is it what's the difference between like you said sigil symbol seal like where did this start who uses it how to use it and then we'll give you the tools on how you can create it and we'll provide a workbook as well yeah and how we're also going to talk about a little bit of how sigils have been created subconsciously mm -hmm. because we do that a lot and we don't even know it all right That's awesome sounds like an amazing class all and right it will be both online and limited for in person yeah so okay, if you yeah. want to be on if you want to be in person register and yeah pay. yeah register register, register, register yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Yes. So Sunday, March fourteenth, four thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Sorry, we're not sponsored. We have to sponsor ourselves. <laughs> so, well, people are always interested in in your classes, and um, you know, when we teach some amazing stuff here, you you guys both are very knowledgeable, and I, I would definitely recommend this class, this series of classes. Um, yeah, and again, just just to again just to repeat what Ariana said, this class is available online. Um, so if you are interested in taking this class and you are, of course, not within the area, um, you, you can still, still join us. Um, you can go to our website, www.catncauldron.com and contact us there. If you need any assistance in getting registered, you do need to register for the class if you want to participate. Okay. All right. I'm going to switch gears again. Okay. <laughs> we'll just call you the gear shifter. <laughs> yes, I call you the, the gear master. <laughs> He's drifting. I don't like that master. <laughs> Never good. mind. Um, all right, we talked a little bit about what we're loving about witchcraft right now. Let's talk a little bit about maybe what we're not loving. Trends. These trends. <laughs> these right, so trends I, that we continue to see. I'm going to speak up first just to get it off my chest. I'm still hearing people calling themselves baby witches, and I do not like it. You're not an infant. You're not helpless. You might be new to witchcraft, and you might have questions, but you're not a baby. So don't call yourself a baby witch. Can you see why that would be problematic for more experienced witches? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, Because I agree with you. Okay, so basically, <clears throat> if you're calling yourself a baby, what do you think of when you see a baby? It's a helpless person that cannot provide or do anything for themselves. They require everything from someone else, from a parent. Why infantile yourself? If you If you're... If you're capable enough to ask questions and go look for information and and want to know something more about something you're not a baby i, I kind of see it just to kind of add on what you're saying I, I kind of see it as uh it's a way to justify fear and at the same time also uh prevent yourself from having to be fully responsible and accountable oh, for what you're there doing you go. yeah because babies right. are not accountable yeah because we we're, we we preach a lot we talk a lot about responsibility yeah. and accountability in our craft right you 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 have to have those things if you're ever going to be in a, a successful well, well maybe it's witch. pride because it's not it's <clears throat> it's okay to say i don't know or i don't know enough about this and i want to know more i would never say those things exactly but i think <laughs> i think it's okay to be able to admit to that instead of saying i'm a baby witch say hey i really don't know about this i want to know more so i used to call myself this what about this i was a witch nooblet I don't know that for some reason that makes me makes that makes me, it okay. Makes me think. <laughs> no, it makes me think of a cookie. And it, and it makes me think of those little, those little. Would you like a witch nougat? <laughs> it, it I know. Me think of those it like, gums, those I, I don't know. It makes little, me feel. What are they, those like, gums that are called? Those little square chiclets. chiclets. It made me think of chiclets. <laughs> a witch chiclet? Yes. <laughs> a witchlet? Yes. Um, okay. Would you, Would you recommend some other terms for a beginning witch? 
I'm new to the practice. I'm learning. I'm investigating. I'm searching for more information. I'm, I'm a seeker. And, seeker. And, yes. I'm and, a seeker. Any yeah. of those would be perfect. Okay. Perfect because that's just saying like it's a it's an adjective. It's describing what you're wanting to do okay. instead of instead of. I mean, I guess that's true because you wouldn't label. really like start a new job and being like, "Hi, I'm the baby." <laughs> yeah, I'm the baby. I'm, I'm the, the baby, baby accountant. Baby oh, yeah. So can you, you be an say intern? You Careful, say yeah. accountant means a whole new <laughs> meaning these days. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Nobody asks questions if you say that you're an accountant. Uh, <laughs> oh. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so we're adding this to our, our list of things novice, that must go right. Novice no, is a good word. Oh, okay. Novice is a good word. No, novice, like, so novice. It means new. That means I'm new to this. Well we use novice? the term we novice. We use the <laughs> yes, term novice. we use the term seeker in our in our personal tradition yes. just because that, that really does kind of make it very clear. Um, you know, before any process of dedication is really kind of done, you know, like you're you're seeking this knowledge, you're seeking a path. Yep, absolutely. You know, and that really does seem to be kind of capturing the essence of where you're at. Yep. So that would be a good one. But mm -hmm. okay, so right now our list of, of Bad bad words. The 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 <laughs> bad the bad words. We've got to get rid of black magic. Yes. Ugh, oh, yes. don't don't. Okay. We can't, so can't say black magic or dark magic. Or no white more. magic. Yes, yes. White magic. White magic. These these are terms that it's must all go. Magic. Okay. Baby witch. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. That's it for me. Destroy them from your mind. There are, there are many others. I'm sure. All right. All right. Okay, but for today. For you, yes. Next. Oh, what do you not what like? Do I hate. Yeah, what's going on? I don't like. I don't. I don't know. I kind of checked out from social media recently. Uh, Isn't it nice? <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've gotten a lot of people asking again about covens. Hmm. And I, I don't know if I want to say I dislike that or hate that, but normally when people come up and ask that, I'm kind of like, why? Especially hmm. because most of these people who are asking about it are also in the same way saying that they are baby witches. And I'm hmm. like... If you don't know what you're doing by yourself, why are you wanting to join a group that's probably going to be even more challenging? Hmm. Like, and I'm not anti-coven. Oh, no, we're, we're in a coven. Like, yeah. we're, we're, we are coven members. Yeah. Well, it's not easy. You don't, <laughs> join, you don't join a coven if you're new. Because no. a coven has expectations for you to come with your own established sense of knowledge mm -hmm. and abilities to bring to the coven because you're sharing abilities in a coven you're not coming there to purposely just take you have exactly. to give to so covens covens can teach i mean you can yeah. 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 but, but, but should, a lot of these yeah. people they're looking for a coven and what they really need to be looking for is maybe like a study circle yes mm -hmm. okay. yeah definitely when you join a, a yeah when you join a coven it, it it's not about well i'm here to learn no 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 the hell no you are here to add to the practice, to join within the practice. And for that, you need to be sure that you can raise power, that you are, you know, uh, that your morals are not human morals, are the morals of a witch. Because there is going to be some practices that probably is going to clash with your human morals. Yeah. So you got to be ready. When you join a coven, I was a solitary practitioner for more than 20 years before I joined this coven. And, and I actually find it funny because both you and I didn't want to be in covens. No, and I didn't. <laughs> no. Oops. What the heck, guys? No, like... it, was, it, was, it was all the, uh, it was the brainwashing. The, uh, the, yes. No, the, 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 the thing um, for me was that when, when, when you find a group of people that are alike, but different at the same time, but we respect each other, uh, not only on a personal level, but as practitioners do, mm -hmm. you, you want to be part of a family like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and basically, think... each cover member has a foundation of magic for themselves that they're working mm -hmm. from that enables them to give and take and yeah. contribute to the group as a whole. Yeah. And I'd like to clarify, the reason I didn't want to be a part of a coven previously was um, because most of the people I've seen, at least in my community, where they're like, I'm in a coven. And I'm like, are you, though? Because, so you know. was a status thing, like, so they could claim. Not like even that. that. It was like, I'm baking brownies and watching movies every Friday night with my friends. And I'm like, that is a social gathering. That is not a coven. And I was like, that's great. I'm cool. <laughs> friend groups. But, like, no. I was like, if I'm going to be in a coven, it's because I want to learn. I want to grow. I want, it was more of this like kind of 
knowledge and stuff for me, but everyone else was more like friend group. And I was like, that that's not a coven to me. That's kind of more of a bonus plus side. Yeah, yeah. Social club. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we do socialize as mm-hmm. you know, but, but we also get together. Like we, we, we get together and we do the work too. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. spells. And I wasn't getting that from most of the, the, the groups, quote unquote, I was seeing uh, prior. Okay. And so, like, I was asking people, I was like, so what is it with you and Covens? And the answers I was getting from them, I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) Not for me. So that's another thing is, if you do find Covens in your group, if you're still like, I need to be in a Coven, like, talk to people and get to know them. Because you could be getting into a group and later you find on, they are a predator. And obviously you don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, so definitely just, agree. Once again, it's one of those things that it's like, please do your research, because as much as I would like to say, covens are for everyone, and they're lots of fun. It, it's it's not. Uh, it's not. Well, and there <laughs> well, are just it, some practitioners out there that are just not going to work well with the coven dynamic. Yeah, that, well, that does it, happen, and there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to join a coven to be a witch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you search don't have yourself. To... Like, what are your what are your reasons for wanting to join a coven? Are they selfish? Are they are they coming from the wrong place? Well, I think the reasons for, to join a coven can be a little selfish. No, because but that's like, a very personal thing. <laughs> I, I think we re- misunderstood. Like, let's see if I can reword this. Make sure that you have you're you're wanting to join a coven for the right reason. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like find your own morals and stuff yes. prior. Yeah, it's definitely. Easier to dispose of bodies if you have more than one person <laughs> helping you. That is yes. true. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> So. Many hands make light work. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yes. All right. What about you, Vlad? What are you seeing lately that's making you crazy? Okay. <laughs> so, um, first, I would say uh, a lot of self-love spells. Are you gross. You love yourself. Out of here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna stop this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. She uh, love herself. <laughs> what I'm seeing is uh, a lot of spells being cast. You know, for self-love. You you don't you don't need a spell for self love. You don't need it. And obviously, if you're having some problems, emotional problems, whatever it is, you cannot spiritually bypass healing. You cannot. And that it's not that triggers me, but bothers me because it's more of a I don't know, like a show mm. of doing things like that than really doing the work. There is no way that you are going to spiritually bypass the hard work that you need to do spiritually speaking. It's not. You, 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 there, there's no way you can do that. Another thing I would say, and I know we talked about this before, but is the spell jars. <laughs> Please don't put spells on jars. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different things that you can do. Candle magic water elemental magic that you don't put on a jar my rule is jars are for people (laughs) you put people in jars yeah you put people in jars but you know yeah i mean i'm not hating on 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 jar magic or putting spells on jars but it's so much than that you know and every spell needs to be in a jar exactly not every spell needs to be in a jar And, and and i see this and it's almost because Oh, because, you know, it looks so beautiful that attracts people. You know, that's what I'm seeing. So it's not like... for attention? It's... I would say two things. One, aesthetic for sure. Two, it goes again to it's something easy. You have your ingredients, you put it in a bottle, you shake it up, you're done. But well, once again, it's more than that. I'm going to contradict you on that, though, because a lot of people, it's not really easy because they don't take the work to just to investigate what are the ingredients I'm putting in or what do these ingredients really do and are they going to work towards the spell I'm really well, trying to do. Well, that's the part they're bypassing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it really isn't well, easy. It goes, it's just well, going back to what we ignorance. were talking about kind of yeah. at the beginning of, of, of you know, our, our cast today was... Um, you know, that concept of, you know, we're talking about bypassing, we're talking about things being easy and, you know, and looking at something again, just as an example. And I know we've talked about spell jars before, but, but using that as a perfect example, you know, that does seem to me to, to be a huge issue or that does really connect, I think, to the negative component of the aesthetic of witchcraft. Yeah. Beyond that, people don't need to research what goes into those jars because there's a Pinterest post for that, right? 
Once again, that that removes them, that Mm -hmm. removes the the very personal need, and it is a need to put your own effort into making that spell. That has to be yours. Mm -hmm. And I want to add something to this. Not because you read a book or looked on Pinterest, and it says that a specific herb or crystal works for this. If you have not made a spiritual connection to the spirit of the plant, crystal, or whatever ingredient mm-hmm. you're using, mm-hmm. this spell's not going to work. Yeah. You need to make that personal connection. You need to do it. And a lot of people are, oh, well, oh, this, this, like, for example, I see a lot of rosemary. Oh, rosemary is good for protection and, and, and cleansing. So just because it, it is good for it, if you don't create a relationship with that, the, 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 the spirit of mm-hmm. the plant, yep. it's not going to work. Yeah. If you just light it and hope. Like, it's going to be like, what do you want me to do? This is I'll why we talk... make your house smell pretty, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. why we talk about, like, the hard work of yep. being a witch. Why mm-hmm. is that it's called witchcraft? Because you need to craft not only physically, but also spiritually. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You wanted to talk about Moldavite. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was going to say... So yeah, that's yeah. the trends, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I thought... I thought that this had gone away, but apparently it hasn't because even just within the day, we've had some, we had someone come in today on a mission to find Moldavite, and we have Moldavite in the shop. You know, um, we're almost out. Hematite, yeah, oh, I know, right? Yeah, we, yes. we're almost out, and yes. I wonder why. Yeah, uh, it's a we, right we carry hematite as well, you know, and you know, and that's that's one been one of the other things that we've heard today that people you know, people rings. come in looking for hematite rings, hematite rings, hematite, you know, um, and. I guess it just it, it you know it continues to boggle my mind that these are things that are moving through the spiritual community again. Like like people obviously are not getting the message that these are minerals, these are stones. They are not going to do what you think they are going to do. You know, even moldavite, which I I you know I, I wear a piece of moldavite on occasion, and I can honestly say when I wear that I do feel a bit different. It does seem to kind of dial me up on a spiritual level, but that's only because I've already done my work. Yes. Yes. To, to develop yep. that. Yes. All, all yes. the Moldavite yes. is like, who was I explaining this to earlier? I was saying like... We were talking about it. Yes, we're talking I, about I'm it. wearing like, my Moldavite You're wearing today. your Moldavite, right? But yes. the reason that you feel the effect of that, right, is that you're, you've done the work, done the work on right? a psychic spiritual level, you're sitting at nine. Keep it away all, from me. Keep it away from me. Yeah, but that doesn't... Yeah, no <laughs> one, <laughs> Kryptonite. Yes. But, but you're, 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 because of the work that you do, you're you're kind of hovering at like a nine on the yes, power exactly. scale, right? All the Moldavite does is maybe jump you up to ten. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. so I just I think what bothers me the most is the fear associated with this, with this this trend right now, particularly with Moldavite, because I'm seeing things on social media feeds where people are like, "Oh, I bought a piece of Moldavite and my whole life went to shit." You know, like I lost my job and my relationship yeah. fell apart, and it was like, and all these you get these light workers and these new agers are like, "Yeah, that's because Moldavite transforms everything," and it's like, no. it's a mineral, it's a mineral, that's all it is. Well, you know, and it, and it goes right back to the fact it's witchcraft. You use tools when you craft something. It's just a tool. It's a a tool that does a specific thing. You have to learn what that is, learn how to use it, be aware and knowledgeable of what you're doing with that tool so that you can actually make something worthwhile. Yeah, and I'm going to just give my opinion, and it's going to be for many people that, you know, can be uh, unpopular. Oh, we love unpopular You never have unpopular opinions. opinions. (laughs) Yeah, but if you have a piece of Moldavite, and your life is going to shit, that tells me how powerful you are. And I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) If you cannot control the power of a stone, the energy of a mineral, of a crystal, how can you control whatever energy work, witchcraft you do, or whatever spiritual work we do? So that means that you're a mess. Well, to expand on that, I think all that does is it's it's just telling you that they were a mess before, and the moldavite's just amplified. Just amplified the mess. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> okay. you're, you're using the tool incorrectly, you're and making again, a bigger mess. And again, I'm going to repeat this. Moldavite is not going to help you spiritually bypass anything. Nope, it will not. I, th- I think the biggest issue I have with moldavite in particular is that at least 80% of the moldavite out there is fake. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. green glass. Yes. 
And so I have these people who talk with me, and they're like, oh, this Moldavite, blah, blah, blah. And you can tell. Like, if, yeah, you, if you have a real Moldavite, you can tell yeah. the difference between real yes. and bad Moldavite. I have a piece. And so these people, they're like, oh, this Moldavite. And I can see the piece of Moldavite hanging around their neck is green glass. Yes. You know, and they're like, oh, the vibration from this. And I'm like, I'm like, you're probably just feeling your own power because that's just glass. You know, um, or, or, you know, or that's just a placebo effect. Exactly yes, right. Yeah, exactly. the power of placebo. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so all these people out there that are so worried about what Moldavite is going to do to you, all I can say is, you're probably, if you have a piece of Moldavite, it probably isn't one real to begin with, which obviously, of course, is going to confirm that it can't do the things you think it is doing to you in your life. So, so we need to get over the Moldavite. Okay, the hematite too, for the same reason. Like it's just become trendy, and again, hematite is not going to do what you think it's going to do, or yeah, well, what you've been told it's going to do. Yeah, well, uh, um, on crystal stones, they're not going to do anything for you unless you actually put the work behind it. You know, no, no mineral, crystal, stone, herb, or whatever it is. Just because you pick it up and you're like, oh, garnets for love, and you hold it, it's not going to change your love life. No, it's not like, because you need to put your work into it. You know, you need to put it, it's like you ask for things. And if you do not move from your couch, things will not happen out of nowhere. You have to do your work and that some stones and some herbs and some magical items will assist you. Yeah, because it's back to it. It's a tool again. Yeah, but a tool doesn't do anything until you actually use it to do something. Yeah. So if you're not using it and putting the work in to use the tool to make to make a change or to do something, you get nothing because you're just sitting there. Yeah. The tool sits there on your table. It's just going to sit there. Yep. That's right. You know, uh, there there is no way that just a stone is going to make you transform and you uh, are out of the cocoon and become a butterfly. (laughs) No, that's not happening. Unless you want to. Unless you work for it. So one of the things I love about the people that work here at the shop and my coveners, my family, my friends, because you are all my family and friends as well, is that we we don't hesitate to poke holes in people's fantasies. I just love that about us. <laughs> we're not pessimists, right? Oh, is this but something we're just, you love? We're, we're not being love bitchy. Love yes, yes. Have not... you made this an integral part of your spiritual practice? Let us tell you yeah. why it's so, fucked up and wrong. We're not yeah. being yeah. bitchy. We're being helpful. Yes, we're not being bitchy. We're being helpful. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, okay. better, it's, it's better to speak truth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, are, there are enough other people out there that are willing to lie to you. Why, why should we lie to you too? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we're going to, we're going to call this our fourth episode. So I want to thank all of you. Thank you, Vlad. Thank you, Ariana. And thank you, Chris, for joining me today. Absolutely. I, I had a lot of fun. This was nice. I enjoyed it. I think you could be our new Austin. You talked quite a bit more than I thought you would. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Have you, have you noticed something? Hmm. No F-bombs. Oh, I think we I dropped were, a couple. We were so you did? I think I did. Oh, I just want. I, I was kind of like, well, Austin's not here. Well, so. fuck. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I there you go. Like t- this was like a good amount of everyone talking personally. Oh, well, you would. You were the one that was talking so much. No, everyone else was talking. <laughs> You're good. We'll have an episode eventually where it just has you and Austin. Oh, my God. And it'll just be the two of you both talking over each other all through the episode. No, Austin will win. Well, he's louder. He's louder. <laughs> all right. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you, all of you who are uh, continuing to listen and support us. Um, stay tuned. We will, we will have more uh, exciting podcasts posted in the next few weeks. Fuck yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> I got another See ya. <laughs>